want to talk about something really important that's taking place in our city, and that is the struggle that live music venues are trying to deal with and dig their way out of. Obviously, COVID had a huge impact on live music venues and uh, so many different industries in our community, but this one is really having trouble coming back. So we're going to get into what the issues are and what the possible solutions could be with our next guest, the owner of the Starlight Room, Tyson Boyd. Tyson, thanks so much for making the time. Good to talk to you. Yeah, thanks for having us. So let's just talk a little bit about the the state of live music venues here in Edmonton. I know we don't really have that many, but we probably have more than people realize. They're just not necessarily frequenting them, right? Um, Yeah, there's a variety of things that are kind of making... uh making it very challenging for live music venues in general right now. Um, but yeah, it's, um, people frequenting, but also just, I guess, you know, the artists and um, whatnot that are coming through. We haven't seen touring come back in full force into the province yet. Um, there's a variety of challenges from that. Um, you know, there's been bus shortages, cost of touring has been absolutely insane for most people. And we're considered fairly inaccessible uh, being in the middle of the prairies mm. for a lot of, um, you know, American bands, European, anyone that comes over to North America. Uh, we're kind of the easy ones to cut out of the routing. So we rely a lot on our um, <clears throat> more regional scene, uh, our local scene of artists. And I mean, there's only so many to kind of go around and it does get saturated pretty quick. Um, so it's just kind of the pool to draw from, I guess, as far as uh, uh, talent becomes a little bit more minimal um, and everybody is kind of struggling to fill their calendars and do programming as well as do festivals and events and everything. It's, uh, um, yeah, it's, it's just a little bit of a unique uh, after uh, result of the pandemic. And I think, you know, a, a time in our lives where our habits really changed and I think our appetite for maybe going out and seeing live music and live bands, maybe the way that we used to really shifted and hasn't necessarily made a return. Do you think that that COVID is what really kind of drove the, the final nail in the coffin or would live music venues have been struggling even if COVID hadn't even come into play? Uh, live music venues have been struggling for a while, even before pandemic, and it's something that we've been addressing. Uh, it's just, I mean, pandemic was kind of the death knell uh, for you know, many venues that you see kind of clothing and whatnot. Um, you're not wrong. People's habits have changed from pandemic, but also, um, you know, I've, I've mentioned this in a number of interviews is, uh, Venues have been reliant on a single source revenue stream of uh, alcohol and concession sales. And, you know, we notice a big shift um, in people's consumption levels, uh, which means, you know, how we used to make uh, ends meet is greatly changing. And it's something that I think everyone would like to embrace, but it's finding the next step or the next solution to how we can sustain and continue to support artists and still continue to, uh, uh, develop. I mean, um, live music venues of our size are quite important in the cultural landscape, but we don't necessarily get included in arts and culture. And that's kind of something that we've really been trying to push. Um, you know, um, there's a here in Edmonton, we're called Festival City. Um, there's a lot of the artists that play these festivals now that all started uh, at venues like ours. Mm. Well, and on that note too, I know Purple Set of Music Festival took place this last weekend. You were one of the venues for that. Are events like this kind of sort of the, the saving grace or at least maybe one thing to kind of lean on to try to make ends meet? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Purple City is actually just starting today. Uh, it's the first of three days. So we're loading in right now. 
Um, we have a street party, and then we have uh, all of our the three stages within Starlight. We have programming. And it is. It's definitely a, a saving grace. Uh, that is also something that we're trying to work a little bit more uh, with, uh, you know, city events and festivals right. is uh, the summer months are very slow for all venues. Um, you know, you're competing with everything outdoors, uh, weddings, family reunions, nice weather, you name it. Um, so it's nice to be able to have a couple of days of programming in the summer months where you are kind of working directly with some of these supported festivals. Um so it does help, um, but I mean, it's hard to sustain, um, you know, one month's worth of overhead and expenses off of one weekend or right. something. And like, it's really, yeah, it's, it's, you can have a good weekend, but you got to consider the other weeks that are surrounding it as well. I think another component of this too, that's really interesting, Tyson, and and, and obviously unfortunate for live music venues is just the, the way that acts and musicians are approaching their fans and their craft now. I mean, there's not really as much... not as much need maybe to go on tour because you can just access your fans by posting something on social media and so the need I think to get out there and get on stage isn't really the same as it once was is it? Um, I don't believe that that's necessarily true to uh, all Uh, I mean that's that's a complicated question I guess Um, because I mean most artists that are um, you know, putting their stuff online, they're not getting paid accordingly from streaming services. Mm. Um, so maybe for some that might be more considered hobbyists and not looking to build their careers, uh, potentially and getting music out there is important to them, then yes. But if you're looking to make a living, an income, you really do need to get out on the road. You need to be able to um, you know, get money from not only ticket sales, but also merchandise sales. You got to meet your fans directly. There is still a need uh, to be in front of your audience and meet your audience and build it um, kind of from a more grassroots approach. So what's the answer then moving forward for live music venues? We don't want to see them disappear in our city, but how do people support and what do we do going forward? Well, I mean, everybody, uh, music fans and people who are, um, you know, attending shows have been absolutely the best support for us. And they're the ones that are kind of keeping us going here. Uh, the kind of levels of support that we really need are from more uh, government levels, uh, municipal, provincial, uh, federal. And, um, you know, we're, we're really looking to be kind of considered in a certain level of uh, arts and culture. Uh, to where we could potentially work with alternate revenue streams, I guess, like uh, sponsorships and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. Right now, like uh, we have a designation that is more typical of what you'd see as a nightclub. Um, and I mean, like with AGLC regulations, we are pretty much very distinctly a nightclub. And we just find that that's a very um, kind of puts us in a corner to where we are not able to work with kind of sponsorships or um certain things that might alleviate a lot of pressure for us to be able to bring artists in, um, especially right now, because it's so challenging uh, for tours to access us. Um, if we were to look at bringing an artist, say, through flight or something like that, it's added expense. And working with sponsorships or something to help alleviate those pressures, uh, while we can't make it up revenue through concessions to make sense of uh, building budgets for something like that, that'd be extremely helpful. Um, so not just sponsorships though, also like, uh, maybe with tourism or something, there's, uh, you know, there's a variety of partnerships that I think that we can kind of build upon. Uh, I think that we just really need to kind of acknowledge the importance of what the smaller, 
um, independent venues kind of look like and how they kind of work into the cultural fabric of building, um, you know, to let's say bigger events like our festivals or arena events or stadiums, which not like with, with, without the smaller, um, uh, venues that are able to build not just the local artists but the touring artists and whatnot. It's it's a it's a fairly it's a fairly important thing to look at. So, um, yeah, it's definitely yeah. it's not an industry that we want to see disappear, but obviously one that has had a lot of of hurdles and a, a big uphill battle, especially coming back from COVID. Tyson, thank you so much for kind of breaking down what it's been looking like for you, and good luck moving forward. Okay, I appreciate it. Of course. Take care. Okay, you too. That's Tyson Boyd, owner of the Starlight Room, talking about live music venues in Edmonton really struggling post-pandemic and some of the reasons as to why.